So after the best offensive performance for the Green Bay Packers in the last two months, we get major injury news. Aaron Jones has a sprained MCL. He's week-to-week likely to miss the Lions game. And Luke Musgrave in a far more serious injury. He has a lacerated kidney. We may not see him the rest of the season for the Green Bay Packers. That means this offense that was just catching a rhythm is going to have to reinvent itself on the fly. Plus, our pal Lily Zhao joins us for a Thanksgiving edition of Zhao You Doing all of that on today's show. You are locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. Uh, we are going to have a double show today. Uh, this one is a standalone episode. Then we're going to have our crossover Thursday a day early because of the holiday that will come out a little bit later today. Give me a little time in the morning um, to to catch your breath if you need it or just binge it back to back. Bang, let's go. So Matt Derry with Locked on Lions is going to be joining me for another episode here uh, in, in just a couple hours, depending on when you're grabbing us. We have to start with the injury news here before we get to Lily. Uh, Aaron Jones week to week with an MCL sprain. That could mean two weeks, that could mean four weeks, it could mean six weeks. Hard to speculate. What we do know is that there have been times in the Matt LaFleur era where he has lost one little piece of the offense and it is an oddly integral piece. Like Tyler Irvin jet motion was strangely influential in the 2020 season, for example. It's more obvious when you lose a player like Aaron Jones what that means for your offense. We talked a little bit about this uh, in our post-game show and and this idea of needing to stay creative and trying to use Jaden Reed on some of those RPOs. Don't just get under center and try and run your gaps and your powers. Try and do as much of the normal offense that you would do as you can. We don't know. Emmanuel Wilson, what his situation is going to be. Patrick Taylor now back on the team, but they're not going to use Patrick Taylor and A.J. Dillon on the field at the same time. It just doesn't seem like they have really the runway to, to, to make a decision like that even. It's disappointing to have this, this great performance from your offense and then know you're probably not going to have the best player on that offense for at least the next two weeks in all likelihood and potentially longer. Maybe more frustrating in a lot of ways, though, is Luke Musgrave, who is is starting to break out. We raved about him, the third and 11 catch on Derwin James. It seems like that's the play where he got hurt, actually ended up playing 
another dozen plus snaps after injuring his uh, lacerated kidney, which is just a brutal injury. Didn't realize it was as bad as it was until after the fact. He's out of the hospital, thank goodness, and, and is okay. But the timetable, there have been a lot of them over the years. Some guys miss a couple games. Some guys miss eight games. It very well could be the case that his rookie season is over. And that would be a bummer for a guy who is, you know, just, I think, 23 yards short of the of the rookie record. I said if he stayed healthy, he would obliterate the rookie record. He probably would have had it this week. I mean, one catch with him is maybe all it would have taken. And he had a chance, as Jason Hershorn wrote for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to, um, in the conversation with Sterling Sharp, talking about one of the greatest rookie seasons for any receiver that we've seen. So that that is just a bummer. Like I, I don't I don't really know how else to put it. That just it just sucks that that's where his season could potentially end. On a great play, he guts it out. Um, but man, it was really exciting to see the evolution that he was taking. This is just a hard luck injury. Like this is. This is not injury-prone guy or anything like that. Like, he just lands on the ball. Unfortunate thing. It's a, it's a fluke. If you're going to be excited about anything with this, of course, obviously, goes without saying, not excited that he's hurt. But more opportunities for Tucker Craft to show his receiving chops. I thought it was really telling after the game when he goes, this is what I do. Basically, he was like, you know, I, I didn't I didn't get drafted because I'm a, a great blocker. I got drafted because at South Dakota State, I ran these little swing routes and and slide routes and screens, and I can make plays after the catch. Like he that's that's what his game is. And so the near touchdown, that's something he can do. That's that's a way that the Packers like to use their tight ends. Maybe we'll see more boot action in a in a game where you have a Detroit Lions team that struggled to contain Justin Fields. Understanding Jordan Love is not the athlete or the runner that Justin Fields is, but to get him on the move and create some conflict with these linebackers and edge defenders and corners and say, okay, how are you going to play this? I think that could be really useful. Little dump-offs to Tucker Craft could be a part of that. And, and frankly, moving forward, these two guys on the field together, Tucker Craft is much more the dump-it-off, run-after-catch kind of tight end. Luke Musgrave is the win down the field on third and 11 against Derwin James, or you want to run sail, or you want to run that seam ball. That's what he can do. He can win vertically. Tucker Craft can win horizontally and after the catch, and to have two different guys who give you that kind of look is, is really valuable to this offense. As I mentioned uh, earlier in the week, they ran that two-minute from twelve. And now part of that is because they have four receivers that they can trust. So you put any two out there, Dontavian Wicks and Romeo Dobbs, uh, Christian Watson and Jaden Reed, mix and match. You can put them all out there and make it all work. Now that would be, you know, to not have one of those guys, okay, you're not going to have Jaden Reed. Well, now you don't really have a, a, a intuitive replacement. With Luke Musgrave, you have it with Tucker Craft. And now we don't know Jaden Reed popped up on the injury report yesterday, but if he can go, you still have Dobbs, Watson, and, and Reed. Wicks looks like he's going to be out concussion protocol. Once he, once he starts missing practice with the concussion protocol, you can go into concussion protocol without having one. 
they monitor you for your day and they go, okay, no, no concussion. It seems like he's in protocol because he has a concussion, which means pretty small chance he's going to play. Wicks had been emerging as a meaningful player for this team. Does that mean more opportunities for Malik Heath? I'm not worried about that spot because I think getting Christian Watson more involved, Romeo Dobbs more involved, and frankly, Jaden Reed more involved is a good thing for this offense, but you hate to lose good players. And so no Aaron Jones, no Wicks, and no Musgrave. You can make the case that those have been like the three best players on this offense over the last month, quarterback excluded. So that's not great in this matchup with the Lions when you're trying to, you know, pull one out and, and spring the upset. But that's the, that's the situation the Packers find themselves in. And Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, those guys are going to have to MacGyver their way out of it. All right, we're going to talk to our pal Lily Zhao here in just a second to get you ready for Packers-Lions. Plus, close the loop on uh, what we saw on Sunday in an impressive win over the LA Chargers. Things that we think can translate moving forward. Things that we can take away meaningfully. That's coming up on Locked on Packers. When you want to go to a concert, you should just be excited to go. You shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Plus, Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. In fact, even an hour after it starts, in some cases, it's the best place to find last-minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories in sports with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Joining me now from Fox 6 in Milwaukee. We're getting used to this winning thing. This is twice in, in three weeks. We get to talk about a Green Bay Packers win. Lily Zhao to answer the eternal question. Zhao, you doing? Peter, uh, doing well as, as per usual. It's turkey week so or ham week for people. Um, so I'm excited about that, but also equally excited that we have smiles on our faces and we're talking about a Packers win. So doing well, Zhao, you doing? I, I'm good. Do you... What is, I think we talked about this last year. Do you have a favorite Thanksgiving food? Uh, I like ham and I, okay, I'm weird. I'm boring. I like mashed potatoes, like a good mashed potato. No, mashed potatoes are delicious. And then gravy. It's, sounds great. Sounds like you got yeah. the plate figured out. Little stuff on there and you're, you're good to go. I'm uh, I, I, I am too a very simple person. Like if my, if my plate has some turkey, my, my dad um, grills the turkey and that is oh. a move. And so a little grilled turkey. Still got the nice skin, mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing. I, I honestly do not need anything else on the plate. Like I'll, I'll eat the other stuff, but I do not need anything else 
on the plate. I know that sounds like the best plate ever. Add some green beans for me and I'm set. Green beans or green bean casserole? See, I just like the green beans. I'm not a fan of the casserole. So sorry. Sorry, folks. As I've gotten older, I have just sort of been like, I don't, it could just be green beans. Like, I don't need the casserole. Yeah. Yeah. I got enough other like dense, rich food on my plate. I don't, I don't need the, the green bean casserole too. All right. Uh, speaking of the Packers on Sunday, they they ate their veggies and they and they got their big protein in. Jordan Love and this young offense uh, did plenty of work. This was the best that we have seen this offense look this season. Um, is it too early to start talking about Jaden Reed as the best receiver on this team? We sort of hinted at it last week. But it feels like we're there now. We're like, they're, they seem to be shuttling this offense in large part through him. I, I don't think it's too soon at all. I, I mean, he really has emerged. And I think the performance that he put out on the field against the Chargers is another indication of why he you could call him the top receiver. You know, they're, they're moving him around on the field. He still contributes on special teams. But when he needs to make a big play and get open, he does it. And and you saw his, we all saw, saw his speed and, and what he can contribute on that end. But I really do think that Jaden Reed is making a case for that number one guy. Not to say Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs can't get that either. But in terms of, you know, the amount of times he's targeted and the, the amount of ways that they use him and move him around the field, he kind of is that X factor that, you know, he got the offense going. And that's kind of what you need in a top receiver. He's kind of giving me the, those Debo Samuel vibes. Like, I know everyone, there was that trend where everyone wanted their version of Debo Samuel. And it's like, no, like, that's a unique thing. But he, he does kind of feel that way to me. Like, is that crazy? Not at all. And again, this is a, this, a young kid with speed. He can create after the catch. Um, you can move Maybe the only guy space. that can create after the catch, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he can move out in open space. I mean, the the, the similarities is there are there and the comparison is there. Um, so I can't wait to see just how much better he got, he does get with his NFL career um, because his rookie season so far, what, you know, 10 games in has been good. Yeah, I I uh, I sort of whispered it on a podcast last week and I was like, I'm not supposed to say this, but like, I think he can be better than Randall Cobb. And that that as someone who was Randall Cobb's like biggest supporter in 2014, you know, 2013, thereabouts. That is that is high praise. I think he's got the the whole world ahead of him. It doesn't seem like a coincidence, Lily, that Jordan Love is playing his best football over the last month when we're seeing these rookies really come into their own. Is is it that simple, do you think, with with his play lately? Because he seems to be really, really comfortable back there. Is it just that young guys are playing better? Or is this a Jordan Love thing too, do you think? I think it's a combination of both, right? You kind of saw Justin Herbert would have had a better day and this, and that team would have won had his receivers not dropped three crucial <laughs> yeah. balls. Yeah. So you have to think that probably was Jordan Love a couple of weeks ago, a month ago when he's making the throws, but the guys aren't catching them. And so that kind of just gets into your psyche of like, Oh, um, and, and so I think the fact that the guys are making the catches, they're getting open. Uh, Romeo Dobbs ensured himself that he was going to get that touchdown at the end with a great catch um, that really does help boost a young quarterback's confidence, but also is Jordan making the right throws. I think the one to Luke Musgrave down the seam where he had a lot of open room. I know he wants that overthrow back, but outside of that, um, I, I thought he played very well. He was decisive. You know, he made the clutch plays he needed to make it. That's what you want in a quarterback to say, we have a clutch situation or a couple in the fourth quarter. We need you to deliver. And he did. And those young guys also did on the receiving end as well. 
I thought there was a, a, a telling moment. We found out after the game, the Christian Watson touchdown was drawn up on the sidelines. The tight ends coach said, hey, I think we can do this. And it's a variation of a play that they run. That was something we heard. Like how many times did we hear Aaron Rodgers say that? Or Devontae Adams say, hey, yeah, we drew that play up on the sideline. We hadn't heard that so far this season. And it does feel like a, a sort of seminal moment when you can get all these young players together and say, hey, we're installing this right now and we're going to run it next series that they're able to do that. It feels like we're getting to a place with them where you can go, all right, forget the rookie talk, forget the first and second year pass catcher talk. You guys are NFL players now. We're just going to go do that. Yes, I, I agree with you. It seems very Aaron Rodgers era-esque because when you had a guy like that who could create and a guy like that who could operate the offense at an elite level, you had that opportunity to say, we can improv some of these things and draw things up on the sidelines that necessarily weren't in the game plan, but we can still execute them. So to see this young offense do that and know that they're getting to that point, they're comfortable with one another and they can execute most importantly in that situation, I think proved huge because if you don't have that touchdown, you're not winning the football game. So I think that move on the sideline to draw that play up, good throw, good execution by Christian to get to the other side of the end zone to make the catch. But that was perfect. I thought that was a really, really good point you brought up in terms of the evolution of how much these guys are growing because we talk about progress. We see it on the field, but that's also a, a big aspect of it is to be able to create when it's not necessarily in the game plan. And we saw a couple opportunities Jordan Love had where he is creating um, the, a, a second reaction throw to Dontavian Wicks back across his body, slinging the rock. What what is what is different to your eye about Love the last month? Because the ball placement seems to be better. He seems to be playing more decisively. Like, is there something you can point to and go, yeah, this is the reason he's playing better? I think it's just him being comfortable. And, you know, 10 games in, you you get a feel, really, of the, the speed of the game. You know, you're reading defenses, hopefully better. Uh, but also you just build that rapport with your receivers. And I think that, you know, he made that scramble play where he rolls left and he hits Dontavian. And I thought that was a phenomenal play because I think maybe a month ago, he probably would have either taken the sack or the ball would have been in, thrown incomplete. But he was able to keep his eyes downfield and make a scramble play. And, and Wicks, to his credit, was able to get open and make that catch. So I think just everybody just feels more comfortable. And I think that comes with just getting game reps. But I think overall, it just he's more decisive. And I think because of that, his receivers are feeling more comfortable knowing that the ball's coming to me wherever I am on the field. Like, we're going to make it work. And I think that's what it has helped this team this last month. All right, we'll get back with Lily Zhao in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun way you can add a little excitement to your football watching because you can win up to 25 times your money just by deciding if a couple of players are going to produce more or less than Prize Picks thinks, right? It's easy. You are an engaged football fan. You you listen, you watch. However you consume us, you know more than the average person, so put that knowledge to use put together a daily fantasy lineup with a couple guys two three players you can even do more than that and you can win up to 25 times your money go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code law lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars that's pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars Daily Fantasy Sports 
made easy. That's prize picks. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. We also saw... Carl Brooks come through with a big play. He gets a sack in this game. Tucker Craft has the near touchdown, but still an awesome play. I mean, it it could have been, what, a 35-yard touchdown instead. It's a 20-plus yard, still a chunk run for him. Anthony Johnson Jr. does some nice things in the back end. Like this rookie class, who has who has stood out for you lately? Because we, we knew Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, they were going to be a big part of that. But it's these other guys that are stepping up in ways that maybe we didn't expect. Is there someone who's standing out for you right now where you're going, oh, that that's more than I thought, or they're they're clearly getting better in some way? That's a good question. Um, I, I will say, I know we don't hear about Tucker often because it is, you know, the kind of the Luke Musgrave show, but I will say he's out there blocking his butt off. Um, he's out yeah. there doing kind of the dirty work and making sure that he stays on the field. And, and that's kind of what you have to do if you're not getting targeted, right? You're doing everything else to stay on the field. Um, and I think yesterday kind of might be a turning point for him to say, while, you know, you have Luke and you have me and you don't really utilize me in that way as an offensive playmaker, I'm, I'm still there. I'm still able to make uh, these big catches. And we saw that tight rope, uh, you know, move by yeah. him down the sidelines. And and uh, I think afterwards I asked him, like, you know, you've got a taste of a Lambo, Lambo leap that didn't count. So does that kind of motivate you to get your next one? And he was like, oh, I met beer poured down my back and <laughs> my face next. It's getting pulled every which way. And he's like, oh, my gosh, but he'll do it again, of course. So I think he's making strides in that department because we don't hear much about Tucker, but he's still doing much to stay on the field. I love that. It was it was something that I noticed the last drive when they scored the touchdown to Romeo Dobbs. I'm going, why are they not in a three receiver set? They're in this two tight end look like the whole way down the field. They're, they're, they're going 12 personnel. That's not normally how you run a two minute offense, but that is how this team wants to run a two minute offense because of the way that they can use both of those guys. And if they can, if they can both be threats that way, I mean, that just gives them so many options with how they can attack teams. I was also struck, uh, and, and you were, you were able to, to be there and, and ask some of these questions with how the guys talked about Jordan Love, these young guys, Tucker Craft, raved. I, I thought it was funny he made a Tombstone reference, famously one of Aaron yeah. Rodgers' favorite movies. Um, and the guys absolutely are raving about Jordan Love, that that they're basically like, no, he's doing what we expected him to do. Uh, what was your impression of of their reaction? And, and how much do you think that stuff matters to a team? I think it's huge because, you know, when you're traditionally talking about a football team, quarterback is, is that main guy in the room, right? He's the leader of the of the locker room, of the team, and he makes everything go. I think when you have respect from your players, that goes a long way because regardless of if they win or they lose, they're going to have his back. And, you know, everyone was happy. The music was blaring. Guys were dancing. I mean, this was a happy locker room. So, of course, they're going to be, you know, raving about their quarterback, but these guys, I don't think we're just we're saying it for show. Like they truly believe that this is the guy and this is what they've seen in practice, what they know he can be. And finally kind of people on the outside are seeing that Jordan Love is going to be the quarterback of the future, not just now. So, you know, everybody that we asked was saying, this is, I mean, we've seen this before. Welcome to the party. This is nothing new, you know? 
Um, this is what we expected out of Jordan. And the fact that he was able to get 300 passing yards first time in his career and the first time in two years for a Packers quarterback, yeah, I think says wild. a lot. It's wild. Yeah. So as we push forward here, Detroit Lions on a short week, they have not looked like the same team um, that that they were when the Packers played them the first time. The Packers don't look like the same team when these two teams played the first time. Uh, I, I sort of feel like the the plan that they used the first time when they wanted Jordan Love to just throw the ball over the yard, like that might be the plan <laughs> this week again. Uh, what do you what do you think that the Packers that the most important thing that has changed about Green Bay that could give them a chance in this one? I think potentially it might be the ability to push the ball down the field. Uh, I, I think in the Detroit game, you know, the offensive line was getting manhandled, so Jordan wasn't having much time to throw, but he all, they also weren't pushing the ball down the field, so it made it easy for the Lions just to stack the box. So I think the last month we've seen progress in that regard, so maybe stretch out the defense and and try to get some big plays because we ha- we've seen these young guys hit 20, 30-plus yard plays. Um, so I think that's going to be the the big difference there, especially when you're razor thin at running back. You have A.J. Dillon. We'll see if they call anybody up or who they add. But, I mean, it's a short week. This team is injured. So, you know, that doesn't really play in their favor. And they're on the road, hostile environment with a big game. Um, you know, you, they always have a punching chance, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough because, like, we, the Bears-Lions game, they had a double-digit deficit with four minutes left, and they came back to win. So no lead is safe against this Detroit team, especially at home, and it's a short week, and they're injured. So there's a lot to overcome, but I do like the evolution and the progress that we've seen from the offense. I think those explosive plays hopefully will help them. Yeah, Chicago shooting themselves in the foot certainly contributed to the Lions able to make that comeback. And and I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like this is the, mo- the best equipped that – the Packers seem going into a game offensively to to potentially match the Lions maybe since that first Lions game because I, I I felt pretty confident in them going into that game and that was the start of their slide but this seems now it's all come all the way back around it's like okay I actually think that this team can if they need to go point for point with the Lions it's going to be a question of can the defense get stops and Lily I don't know if the defense can get stops I, I think the number one thing will have to be takeaways. We saw Chicago yeah. do it, right? Yep. The Bears three interceptions from off. Jared Goff. Right. Three interceptions. I don't know if he's going to have another three interception day, you know, five days apart. Um, but that's going to be the key. If they don't get turnovers or forced turnovers, they're not going to win this football game because that offense is really darn good. So if you can't just take away a couple possessions, it's going to be really tough for, for this Packers team to hang in there. I also do think that the offensive line needs to hold their own because Aiden Hutchinson and company are coming for Jordan Love. So they really got to play a much better game to protect their quarterback and just give themselves a chance to win. And most importantly, don't shoot themselves in the foot. That's going to be number one. Yeah, don't don't turn the ball over. You're going to give yourself a chance. The, the Matt LaFleur said in the locker room after the game, we won the ball, and that's why we won the game. And, and I think that's going to be crucial for the Packers this week. Well, Lily, happy Thanksgiving. We will talk to you next week. And, and who knows? Maybe we're talking about yet another Packers win. Thanks, Peter. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Thanks to Lily for joining the show today. Always great to talk to her. Remember, we have our crossover Thursday on Wednesday. It's a day early. It's going to be coming out later in your feed in just a little bit if it's not already there, depending on when you found us. It could already be in your feed. So these are designed to be different shows. Um, and so you can you can listen to them as companion content. You can Listen to the crossover tomorrow morning. You can listen to this tomorrow, you know, tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. 
whenever. Whenever is convenient to you. That's what we try and be here on Locked on Packers. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like we will be after the game on Thursday, go subscribe to us on our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.